0: My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Dale. Crucial centimetre moments.
1: He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Beltre spirit. <laughs> um, as I, I have a bit of the Beltro spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast, the only podcast that is proof that you can win after the bye. My name is Alistair, joined as always by Jack. How can I help you?
0: Well, the factor is that we did play another team that had the bye. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I... uh... I'm glad the buys are over. I feel like it's been weird. Like, I wake up on a Saturday and then I have to wait, like, six hours for a game to be on the TV. I'm over it. What am I supposed to do with my morning? Like, Why can't go we just outside, have one week when no one plays? Wait, that or, like, back to the old split round, just over
1: two weeks? Nah, nah, just one week where no one plays and they put a focus on VFL, Sandfall.
0: Well, I've, I, that was my Nifl? idea I wrote about. No, that doesn't exist anymore. I wrote about VFL. that for the Raw years ago. I was like, why don't we have the state games on, both the Under-18 State Carnivals and the, like, Waffle versus Sandfall representative games about that. on that weekend. Just just make people go to the Go to the Waffle. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um I, I think it's an easier option. Those leagues all already have a built in buy anyway, so they're having theirs rotate throughout the season. Mm. That weekend just focus on state footy. Easy yeah. enough. Um and if you're unlucky
1: over. if you're unlucky you are a VFL fan who misses out on your team that week in the yeah. NFL and VFL. And if you're
0: really unlucky, you're a West Coast fan who watches your team lose by just as much in the yeah. waffle.
1: Um, um so I don't know. I just I'm I'm sick of it. I'm over it. We had to pick votes this week. I don't even want to give five. I don't even want to give five votes. Can I give two, three, four, one?
0: <laughs> no. Two, three, four, one.
1: <laughs> uh, two, three, four, five. Skip one.
0: <laughs> no, we've got to get a one in. No, nah, can I it. skip it? No. Ugh. Someone's gotta get one. Fine. We've had I reckon we've had actual weeks where the ones have been just as bad as this week. So it's fine. No. Um I'll start though. Uh my one vote was to Max Michelani. Okay, fair enough. Uh Michaelani? Michelani? Anyway, it m- doesn't matter. M- m- Mick Um We we figured this out last time. He pissed off Mason Cox enough to make him annoying throughout the whole game and basically try and start a fight with a teenager. Effectively, and throughout the whole week, um, he had four tackles, three spoils, eight defensive half pressure acts, and three intercept marks. Uh, I think he was just a really good defensive matchup in that game, and part of the reason Adelaide were able to stay in it for so long. Mm. Um, I, I rate him. He's yeah, good. He's good. I think he's going to be a. He's really, a he's a real, he's a real
1: defensive wall, and if he keeps that up, he could be.
0: Yeah, you know, and like the the rest of the game will come. come like, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like he will pick up the ability to get more oh. of the football and, and more disposals <laughs> as, as it does over time. He just, uh, at the moment, he's got the defensive part down really well, which is one of the harder parts to teach. So, uh, yeah, I'm, that's my one. You heard the word come and broke down <laughs> I'm trying to figure out
1: why you said come. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did he just say?
0: Um, my oh, one we're vote, off to a great start. My
1: one vote goes to Tom Stewart. I didn't, he doesn't deserve a vote, but he's getting a vote. He got all. four for
0: me. No. Um, he was really good
1: uh, He had. He showed that he can mark at GMHBA he But had, he, got, he also showed that he can have Joel Smith kick two on him And be less than influential
0: He um, had six coach votes Yeah, uh, I saw that too and I did Two didn't of agree. the cleanest spoils I've seen in my life uh, You in, did mention the spoils Including one could. that was over the stadium Which I thought was, I was really funny
1: Like we spoke about, I think you spoke about it last week The fact that he's in all Australian contention again yep. I disagree um, And I've got some stats here actually for once to back okay. it up um, he has, of the top 100 ranked defenders, mm-hmm. he has the 11th highest one-on-one loss percentage. Uh, he also has in the bottom 50% ranking for disposal efficiency. And overall, he's only ranked 30 th- 33rd out of the top ranked defenders, um, which shows to me that, like we were saying earlier in the season, he's not having his best season. He's and I don't that. think he is all Australian contention. And whilst he did have a good game, uh, one vote's enough for me.
0: Oh, fair enough. Um, stats, baby. That's all. Those are all the stats the I stats have. This week. The table. All right. That's all I have. <laughs> um, I, I, I find it, um, that game really funny. Like,
1: I closed my phone like I was done, but I still have more votes to go.
0: I said, uh, <laughs> side a little bit, it was really funny when Gary Rowan took out Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. I was in that clash. I turned to Beth and I said either Gary Rowan is going to not touch the ball again mm. or he's going to have the best game of his life. I've never seen him play. I've seen him kick more goals. I've never seen him play a more complete game across four quarters. he they got 10 coaches votes as well.
1: Let's see if he can do it again next week. That was
0: incredible. He was everywhere, setting up balls inside 50, taking pack marks.
1: If he does it again next week, I'll be impressed.
0: Yeah, so would I. I think. But he's one of those players who needs a spark. Um, and that was it. Guilt was his spark this week. Uh, my two votes was to John Ridley.
1: Fair enough. Jordan um, Ridley's my three. I'll just throw that out.
0: Yep. Uh, I thought he was really good, especially um, in a game where they were having a lot go against them. Yep. Uh, six spoils, eight pressure acts, had three rebounds, ten marks, and three intercepts. I think the best part was his 23 at 91. Um, he got uh, only got the one coach, so it was shocked to me. Hmm. Um, and eight intercepts to go along with that in his possessions. Uh, really good. Jordan Ridley, my two. He's been really good since he's come back in,
1: and uh, doesn't show on the weekend with the result, but he's been important to and turning things around
0: he has for sure um, big, big match up for them this week so we'll see how they go but we did talk about how every time they're playing a, a contender that they are struggling a lot more than against mm. the other sides who they've seen to be beating up on outside of the game against Melbourne
1: um, my two goes to Isaac um, Yep, always I'm in and around the votes, in the votes every week yep. um, but yeah uh, you could have picked a range of defenders from that game. You could have picked Jeremy Howe for his first game back. You could have picked...
0: Michelinie as well. Uh, no, yeah, uh,
1: you could have even picked Moore, um, yep. who had a slightly it was just a less day. but
0: cracking game of AFL football.
1: Um, Yeah, I give it to Quainor because, one, I really like him and I think his rebound is really important for them. Like, it goes really yep. under-noticed.
0: I, I think my favourite thing to come out of that game... Um, other than the fact that it was a brilliant game of football with an Mm. exhilarating finish, as Collingwood just tends to have all the time, was the number of Collingwood fans telling Adelaide fans that an umpiring decision... Well, I agree with them, that an umpiring decision doesn't result in in a result. Like, it's just one out of many that were probably wrong for the game. But after four straight years of Collingwood fans saying that Maynard was blocked, Mm. the irony is insane. Um, I I do think there should have been a free kick to Dawson, but I also think there was probably 10 other free kicks that could have gone either way in the 10 minutes leading up to that. Probably That's just football. Uh, and it was a in in real time.
1: His, impossible. His hand
0: makes contact with Dawson's face for half a second, it's like a split second. Um, like yeah, sure, it hit hard, but they're both moving at such speed that if the umpire blinked, they would have missed it. So it's it's a rough one to say it's the umpire's fault. Um, I've already had. Uh, You've done your four. You haven't done your three. Yep. So my three is Blake Hardwick. Um, okay who I put as Blake, quote-unquote, Sicily Hardwick. He filled in that role. <laughs> Ridiculously, he had 38 disposals, which is a career high for Sweet. him. 12 of those were intercepts, 10 rebound 50s, uh, two spoils and nine pressure acts.
1: Which is interesting because I thought uh, they put Day back there to do that role. Hardwick yeah. was doing a little bit more around, but um, it's, it's the, interesting that you put him down as Sicily though. Yeah, it's, Watching it's, that game was horrible. It's the
0: best game Hardwick's ever played in one of the worst games Hawthorne have played this year. So Probably. Um, credit to him, but also yeah, they are lost without Sicily, uh, as we've seen basically every other time they've been without him this year.
1: Uh, so I've done my three. So these are my four, four I which is got for my four. Luke Ryan.
0: Luke Ryan. Yeah, he yeah. was going to be my one, and then I remembered how well I enjoyed Max Michelin's game, and yeah. he snuck back in. But I only had two special mentions this week, and it was Luke Ryan, Jake Lever. Yeah, I um, feel
1: like I feel like Luke Ryan's gotten better as the season's gone on. Um, he has. He's
0: gone from just being. Loose nothing touches to yeah. having an impact on games. Yeah, I think
1: he was very important in that game. Um, and, you know, the, in a similar way to how Ridley was important, except more impactful this yeah. time.
0: In, in um, context of the season, Freer, absolutely. Did I say had to win that or game. Ridley? said Ridley. Okay,
1: game. cool. Sorry, my brain is so not with it today. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good. But uh, Ridley and Lorraine are my three and four, so I'd yeah. rate them pretty equally from in, that game.
0: In context of the season, um, that was such an important win for Fremantle. Um,
1: Huge. And almost as equally as important, a loss for Essendon.
0: Yes, absolutely. One of those, we've talked about them, there's been a few of them recently, but another one of those eight-point games in that yep. bracket. Uh, and the five, I'm assuming I've gone the same on that one because there couldn't be anyone else this week. Paris Andrews. Andrews. Um, I was watching the whole game being like, is he going to um, have a turnover at any point? Uh,
1: he locked himself in for he, all Australian, he, really,
0: right? He did, right? He was already pretty much there, but um, it was his game. I feel like everyone else was just playing in it. He had complete control of... Every aspect of that, he had 11 spoils and eight defensive half-pressure acts and won five out of his six one-on-ones to go along with 21 disposals at 95. 14 of those were intercepts. Didn't miss a target until less than 10 minutes to go in the final term, so up until the game was pretty much over, he hit every single target he needed to. He ruined it. 14 marks, nine intercepts, and four contested marks. Uh, He has somehow getting better as the year goes on. He's having, by so far, a career-best season, and he's had some really good seasons. It's huge for
1: Brisbane, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it was something that they always struggled with. Um, obviously, the midfield is a lot of what conceded their entries and stuff, but having him playing one of the best fullback seasons we've seen in a long time from anyone uh, is super important to their finals chances. It's They've solidified themselves to me this year more than they have in previous years, by the way they've gone about it, because they've been able to... And even Chris Fagan said it after the game that it was very un-Brisbane-like, the way they won that game. They had to grind it out, and they did. They were forced to play a game that wasn't their... Full speed midfield dominance mm-hmm. attacking style, and they still managed to get it done and, and pretty comfortably. So, um, yeah, Harrison has been great. Yeah, he's taken to outright leader for sure, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. By um, by a bit, by a reasonable margin, because I think he was what second by a vote, and he's getting <laughs> ten, and Jordan Ridley got f- f- five or six. So, um, that's it, that's the votes. Yeah. Um,
1: that's all I got this week, folks. You, see you mentioned Dubai. See you next week. Um, <laughs>
0: obviously we know about the buy. I won't skirt over it too much. We've had six out of six have lost off the buy with six to come. But again, most Two of the of six most of the six this week are teams that you'd expect to lose anyway, regardless of the buy. Um, Hawthorne you'd Carlton have your favourites to beat them. North, who'd have Adelaide's favourite Adelaide favourites to beat them, West. What are you
1: talking about? Carlton had the buy. Hawthorne haven't had the buy.
0: You sorry I've written that the wrong way around Yeah. So Carlton so, are expected to yes, win if they lose. Expected to win. So, Carlton are expected to win. Port would be expected to beat Essendon. Yeah. Um, and Bulldogs would be expected to beat Freo. Uh, I'd say the other ones are... So, wh- where's, where does it land if those three teams win
1: and we end up what?
0: Well, I said I think if, if... Three and seven? If Port and the Bulldogs both lose, it does become a really bizarre stat if the rest of them lose as well. Um, it's such a shit... It, there's a trend, but that does not mean it's definitive. Yes. My more interesting stat I wanted to come in with was oh, Hawthorne that... Hawthorne lost off the bye. They had no James um, Sicily. Of the... Five teams to beat West Coast, now six, but they haven't played the next game yet, uh, by more than 10 goals this year. Only one of them has won the next week, Interesting. Uh, which is Hawthorne. Um, and I don't think it means anything it other than how anything. far off the pace West Coast are. Like yeah, it shows but also, that
1: like, it depends on your opposition. If they or, all played Collingwood the next week, sure, they're more likely to lose. Absolutely. Sydney are coming up against Geelong. Yeah. like ab- There's every chance they could lose that game. Absolutely. This but, is what I'm saying with these stupid fucking stats. But I mean, if you're beating a team <laughs>
0: by 10 goals... Yeah, like Usually that means that you are a reasonable football team. But, like, West Coast are so bad that... Exactly. Gold Coast beat them by 10 goals and then lost by 10 I'll goals themselves beat them the next by
1: 10, week. Yeah, points or whatever. exactly.
0: So, like, they are a horrendous team. Um, a
1: horrendous team with a fully fit midfield that's we, just lost Yo, but still. Well, yeah,
0: but they put Yo and Shui behind the ball to start that game, which, like... What's the point of stemming the bleeding before it's even started? And also, they're your midfielders. Like, what are you doing with them if they're not playing in the midfield now that they're fit? They
1: rotate your own midfield and back, I think, they it's do. for his own benefit. I agree, but
0: like, you want to get, if you're in the position West Coast is in, you want to jumpstart in any game you're playing this year. Like, you need the confidence and the run. And if you're starting your two ball getters behind the ball, I don't know where I expect that. I think
1: they play. looked a lot better, and obviously, there's reasons why he's not playing, but they looked a lot better when Waterman was the third tall up yes. there. Um, they're actually able to get. Not retention, but like marks inside fifty,
0: because uh, they had options. Um, I thought it was good that uh, we called, we asked for it, and happened. Barry Cable immediately removed from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, good. Um, before they even did the announcements this week, um, which is good. We've got a Radigalia uh set to come back and make his run at winning the medal. <laughs> um, I, I only noted that because, like, despite you calling me out in it, uh, th- that I said he's. I don't think he's best twenty two. Geelong clearly think he is, Um, Mm. and they've said that they reckon he'll play this week. I'm just talking about the fact in your tweet you said he's cemented himself as best 22. Well, again, he clearly has if they reckon that he's coming straight back in without even playing VFL. Um, And Adelaide did all I think uh, I needed them to. Uh, They played a really good game against Collingwood at the MCG. It shows that they're a real threat. They needed to win it. Um, They needed to win it, but it's better than I think a lot of people expected from them. Mm. Uh, They didn't do it, though, which still puts them in that bracket of not being able to beat a good team outside of Adelaide.
1: It's tough. No, um, I mean, they're playing off the bias, so we're never going to win, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a Collingwood. Um, <sighs> this is the fuck,
1: and I'm so mad at this. Anyway, continue. What's next?
0: Oh, I just think that obviously now they've got the bias over, the latter is, I think, as interesting as everyone was hoping it would be. We've got, what, from 15th to 4th. It's two and a half games uh, this deep into the season. That's kind of nuts, I think. Um, it's helped by how bad West Coast are. Like yep. Sydney managed to get their percentage into a top eight looking position on the back of a awful turnout from West Coast, who by the end of that game did not even look like they were trying to play football. It was Why would you? embarrassing. What's um, the oh, no yeah. point
1: trying to, like, that, what, what's the point of putting in that extra bit of effort to stop it from getting to 200 when maybe that'll do something? Maybe that'll kickstart a reaction to actually show that everything's fallen to shit for this club. Yeah. And change needs I, to be made.
0: I talked to you about how they've sacked the performance, performance coach. They haven't, though. They've announced he'll be departing at the end of the year, which is such a weird thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not sacking someone now, like, imagine why would you would announce that a player is going to be delisted at the end of the year now. I don't see the point I in would. announcing that. <laughs> I don't see the point in announcing that now. Um, uh, it's it's a, a weird spot they're in at the moment. Obviously, the, the, their benefit is that they've got. Um, a lot of money and a lot of supporters, and they've been a strong club for so long. But it's it's going to be a hard hole to get out of. Uh, and the next few is going to be very tough for them to navigate, especially as you highlighted with the fact that they can't sack Simpson with the amount of money they'd lose if they tried to.
1: And Adam Simpson said that the club identified the need for a rebuild two years ago, and they asked him and, if he was able to, if he had the drive to start the rebuild, and he said yes. Why are all these players still Where then? is the rebuild? If it was They'd identified two years ago, three
0: first rounders for Tim Kelly, two years ago. No, it was more than two years ago. Was it? Two and a half years ago.
1: It would have been three years ago, and then they would have realised, "Oh, we fucked this."
0: Um, but then, why that? Why did they resign all of these players onto contracts? Like that—that the, the issue is that their injured players are still on the list, and they can't do anything about it.
1: Like a loyalty thing. Um,
0: it is, but you can't rebuild with loyalty. Um, good, good teams have made those hard decisions. Like Geelong and Hawthorne both pushed out those players when they needed to, and they knew that their time had come. Um, yeah, they
1: traded him at the end of twenty nineteen to uh, to Rock. West Coast, and they had that season in twenty twenty. Everything fell to shit. Yeah, my brand was, on was worse. With Jeremy Cameron, but actually twenty twenty f- was all right for them,
0: wasn't it? No, no, this is their third consecutive rubbish year. Bear with.
1: Oh, no, you're right. 2020, they finished fifth. They finished fifth, yeah. 2020 was good. Then 2021 was when COVID hit.
0: Yeah. Everything fell apart and they went, oh, we actually need to So Yeah, I was right. Three years this, this year because I somehow forgot it was 2023. Yeah. Um, I knew I was right. Yeah. So this, is, this will be three consecutive years of yeah, bottom three it finishes. is, but they were good in 2020. Um, they were good in 2020. Um, and that was on the back of GAF having a really good year um, and players like that coming back into some form. Uh, but, yeah, they're they're in <coughs> uh, deep crap, I think, is the best way to put it. But, the, you know... Teams have come out of Some of their youth holes
1: before. are struggling to show anything to it. and I'm not writing them off, but mm. Campbell Chess is not giving much at the moment. Uh, Gimby's obviously doing quite well, but a lot of the fringe players and the young players are just looking like busts.
0: It hurts when you bring in a debutant ruckman. He doesn't an ankle in the second quarter. Yeah, that didn't right. help. Um, which means they're probably going to have another debutant ruckman play for them this week. Uh, against Rowan Marshall, one. isn't it? Uh,
1: I don't think they have one. Have they got this
0: week, West Coast? they got St Kilda. St. Kilda. Yeah, Rowan Marshall. Um, they do. They've got, a, they've got a debutante in the waffle. Do so
1: you think they're going into this week going, lads, we're not going to lose by 100 this week. We're playing St Kilda. Not They'll th- beat us by 45. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I don't know what their thinking can possibly be. Um, they've got to hope that they don't lose to Brisbane by a million in two weeks' time. Of the I saw
1: some footage of Shuey in a press conference and he just looked depressed.
0: They all, they all would be. And that That's kind of the thing with... um. The fact that Simpson has so long to run on that contract, like, uh, wouldn't it be better for your mental health to just quit and get a less paying, far less stressful job at another club? Ah, I'd won the 4.5 mil, thanks.
1: Yeah. I'd make them walk me. So <laughs> well, you run, know what I'm like. Just run the club into the <laughs> ground, just,
0: like, absolutely pile drive them. Um, yeah, but even if he did, he's premiership coach for them. He is. That's, so that's, that's something you can't take away. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's troubling. Uh, I didn't want to dwell too much on it, but we've, we've done it anyway. Uh, Sorry, Tim. Yeah. I. It's funny that, like, for a team that was so successful for so long, but how bad these three years have been, it is almost entering, like, long-suffering territory because they've seen, what, five wins now in something like 70 games? Ten more 100-point it's, it's point losses. Really depressing. Um, it's it's priority-pick territory. It is priority-pick territory. Yeah, I've seen people say that they don't deserve one because they obviously had that top... Five finish for years back, I was like yeah, but look how bad they are. Like yeah. they are horrendously they're not tanking. bad. Tanking. But yeah, no, they're not. Um These players aren't gonna get uninjured.
1: We're not seeing that anyway. no, Again.
0: And and that's it. Like Shui,
1: Sheed, Yo, I think
0: they're that all they're perennially injured. Herns discussion about tired. him playing next year is platitudes. Like there's no way that they keep him on the list for another year. It just it's pointless, um, if they do. I don't see any world where he plays again. Um, Shui is so often injured, a gaff is a shadow of his former self. Yo, oh, been all right Yo came back and then, you know, was there for what, three games and he's off again. So Three good
1: games.
0: He, he was solid. He was looking really good again. Um, um, how's your fantasy team doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was depressing. Uh, Matt Rowe stays in. Hopefully he learns the tackle. Get some more grass into the boy. Um, he was at his best and he was eating grass. I think that's the problem. If we didn't catch him eating grass. We're
1: not gonna, supposed to talk about it, We'll Jake. get the
0: form. Yeah, you sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: We've been told specifically we got a press we got a press release from
0: from Gold Coast. You can't talk. Stuart do
1: DM to me and said away.
0: <laughs> lads. Enough of that. Um, <laughs> God, you ever had a oh the uh, <laughs> the person I did my interview today listened to an episode of the pod before interviewing me and I was like oh you still wanna you still wanna do this <laughs> Jesus. They, so,
1: went, they went, oh, yeah, you seem all right, but that other lad's a fucking idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, oh, if you can talk about football for this much every week, maybe you will want to do it for a living. Um, that's, I don't have much footy stuff this week. Nah. I went into a... It's a very... Buy rounds are hard,
1: man. Joel Selwood's with the Ashes team. Yeah, I saw that. That's weird. Ashes start tonight,
0: right? Yeah, second game. Yeah, it's on When start. does that start? So it's already started. Yeah. It uh, would have been about 15 the fuck minutes. What are we doing this for? I, mean, I don't know. Um, I, I heard someone talking about it and they were like... <laughs> But, like, as normally someone who, like, is so protective of cricket and hates seeing, like, the the footy-cricket crossover because, obviously, footy-owns sport in this country, they're like, there's not many sports people that you see go to cricket and you still get that, like, feeling of safety. But Joel Telwood has that, like, leadership quality and, like, Australian hardness that you're like, no, that's all right, I can can deal with that.
1: Time to play some Joel Ball. And it's so
0: funny that he got over there just for the Lord's Test, which is the one that's, like... After they were just at Edgbaston with all the like basically equivalent of Collingwood fans of English cricket supporters, um, like jeering and hollering like Lords is the very prim and proper one. Mm-hmm. And like seeing like faces like Joel Selwood like there with these like very wealthy English people as the pre ceremony happens for Lords is like I couldn't imagine something like more weirdly out of place. Uh, but that's you know, that's that's the weirdness of cricket. Yeah, maybe um, one of them will smash him in the head, that'll get him in the mood. Maybe, Bolivan Bouncer. Mm. Um, he'd love that
1: he <laughs> probably bounce up his head and it'd fucking be fine.
0: It would, yeah. I, I don't, I, he would have a low, like actually recorded concussions record, I reckon. Um, he probably has a few that he didn't know about, but I don't reckon he had many that he actually missed games for. Tiny little brain cells. Tiny little brain cells. It's that, it's that, it's that squint he's got. The, the little... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love to see like a report of how different his face is now From when he compared debuted. to when he debuted. That he, would be interesting. Yeah,
0: thing. he always had that kind of furrowed Face, so it didn't it's help, but like noise. the the lumps and cracks yeah. on his forehead are insane. Um, like there were games he used to show up pre bandaged because he got hit in the head at training, yeah. Like, he was a yeah, I, I a, a warrior, I think, is the term that is thrown around a lot in football that actually describes him a bit because he is a <laughs> nutcase.
1: Um, of all the things I thought today's podcast episode would turn into, I didn't think it would be that Jack talks about Joel Selwood fan at, cast at the cricket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I won't. I, I will admit I didn't want I wouldn't lower myself to people paid like 60 or 80 bucks to meet him at uh, the Merriwell. And I was like, I don't pay to meet people. I'd pay for not, a burger. It's not my well, vibe. That's oh, yeah. Good not shit. the Merriwell. The other one. The,
1: oh. Uh, I'm not going if it's not the Merriwell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's that bar called outside of Perth Stadium?
1: Oh, the Camfield! The Camfield! I can't believe I remembered that.
0: Well done. Um, yeah, there was like a, there was a thing. Like I, I, I might have found it more interesting to go along and just listen. to Camfield's like, so noisy. Listen to his um thing, but uh, I, I don't pay him. I wouldn't pay to
1: I pay think pay. the Camfield might be the worst uh, pub I've ever been to.
0: Yeah, it's not great. I don't think that it was like anyone there but people who were there to hear him speak. Though I think that was okay. the, the point of the event,
1: as long as it's not like a game day, um, because I would that'd kill be myself. So funny. Can you imagine him yeah. trying to
0: talk over everyone? Well, yeah, I had um, there was like uh, Matthew Stokes at Empire Bar. Before a long game one time, that we were, would like, anyone we we're like, Empire like bar. barely, a, we we're like barely a room away. I was like I can't hear a word he's saying. Like it's such a loud venue. Um, it was bizarre. That was I think COVID year, um, like when when Perth did not have the COVID stuff um, and everyone oh. else did. There was games being hosted over here.
1: It feels so long ago. I remember when we were locked down. Those those are long, good had times. A, long
0: had a bubble. Played Collingwood, West Coast, and Frio over here.
1: Oh, I remember the bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles come such a long way.
0: It's so nice, isn't it? Um, apparently this is a weirdly non-related football topic that uh, some researchers in Queensland found a um, medication that works like uh, Tamiflu does for the flu, where it uh, quickens your COVID recovery and prevents long COVID oh, and reverses long COVID. That'd be cool. Uh, so if it works, Help, don't.
1: Helpful for sport, um, I guess. Yeah. Hell yeah. Keeping it podcast appropriate. Welcome to the section where we talk about I mean, medical it, it would
0: be right where we think about like, um, you know, athletes go, that get long COVID, it would end their career. Um, yeah. So, like, if there is a actual medication that helps with that, that's a, a great fix for people like that.
1: Um, Imagine not being able to taste your post game gatorade or, or your, or your
0: hot dog and a pie that some players. I love seeing that some players like got a burger and chips. and You're like, that is a good post game recovery. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm happy to call that there this week. It was a short week of football. Sure, I like can a, do a short podcast. Uh, Sweet.
1: And we do get our buy next week. Is that? What's I'm happening? definitely <laughs> not. Uh,
0: I'm definitely not turning this off so we can watch the Ashes <laughs> while this publishes. Um, yeah, I'm hungry. And we'll, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry too. <laughs> Order some food, watch the ashes what, a what a night. Worst podcast we've ever done. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see you next week. Bye.